Check, mic check. Mic check, one, two, three, four. Wake up, wake up, get up, get up. This is the Get Up Podcast for another episode. Uh, another week, another interesting week. As I, um, <laughs> as we were just talking that um, <laughs> running the train, a gangbang, gang, uh, running the train, uh, a gangbang. Is now a Supreme Court phrase. Is now you're... a Supreme Court phrase. <laughs> <laughs> Ty's over here looking Ty at us like, like, what crazy. the fuck? So to anybody who is listening, of course, this how the mighty have fallen. <laughs> <laughs> if anybody, so, so if anybody hasn't um, heard, this Supreme Court nominee pick Brett Kavanaugh uh, was interviewed by. Can we say interviewed? Was that the appropriate? What do you mean? He was interviewed, Brett by Kavanaugh, who? the Senate. That's not. That wasn't. That That's was a what hearing. I'm asking. That's that what a, I was asking. I was, was like, "Is it wasn't an interview?" Nah, no, man, it it's was a, a hearing. <laughs> Thank you. That was my question. Confirmation hearings. Confirmation, confirmation hearings. hearings. So the confirmation. So Brett Kavanaugh had a confirmation hearing, and we over here talking about or well, going through his uh, his his, his uh, calendar, yeah. which we can talk about. We're going to bring that up too, but went through his calendar from 1982, and uh, he had. I would say description, so to speak, um, about, you know, it detailed his day. He had an agenda. I don't know exactly how he still has that in 2018 as if, um, as if he like continue, as if everybody would continue to bring their calendars like, or store them someplace. So that's a, a really interesting question was that like, you just have calendars from 1982 just lying around that you can just go back and reference. Um, but within these calendars, he had, um, <laughs> within these cal or on the calendars, not within, but on the calendars, he had descriptions like going to squeeze, squeeze house and, you know, all of these, um, you know, you know, different descriptions, yeah. different, uh, I don't know, his descriptions for it. Right. Yeah. And, um, they, uh, one, one actually detailed, um, the, the devil's triangle. Mm -hmm. Um, what was that? Uh, uh, he, they, uh, in, in the yearbook actually also yeah. in the yearbook, it said the lady's name alumnus or whatever the case is. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, alumnus or whatever that kind of pertains to but apparently alumnus actually means like something with sexual innuendos in it yeah i think it was like they all had sex with like one this person one chick, or like one maybe it was like from the school because like they were at like a boys school i think they were running like a, the train on girls back in 1982 well, the worst part about this is that his friend mike judge wrote a book called like something yeah. like being drunk yeah. as a generation because X. he's an alcoholic yeah 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 so he was talking about his his high school days mm -hmm. and his good friend is Brett Kavanaugh. Yeah. So Kavanaugh was jumping on, you know, all these interviews and like, Oh, all I did was, you know, play sports and went to church and did all this stuff. And his friend got a book out like, yo, we was getting hammered. We was over here running the train Falling on chicks, like blah, blah, blah. Yep. And now it's like, wait, wait, what happened to the other guy? Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yep. But yeah, I just thought it was hilarious that running the train now is a Supreme court. court. 
phrase yes. when you talk about the phrase like yo were you running the train running back the in train. the day back? like this is actually this is actually something in not a camera on you have it's, <laughs> it's, it's a isn't that technically cultural appropriations I oh, think so. They, they think the they're feeling the culture. I don't right know. Now. I don't even want. I don't. It even might want be white that. people. Culture. I'm pretty sure maybe. black people invented the running of the trade. Maybe but we took it. But maybe that, we took it from Kavanaugh. But that's not a good thing. <laughs> that's not a good thing to say that we coined this term. I don't want. <laughs> I don't want to coin that term, running the train. Like we nah. don't. We don't want that. Listen, if you're gonna be about that appropriation, you gotta take all of it. If you was oh, if people no. were taking the train, you gotta claim credit for oh, it. Oh no! Say these white people is taking our words. We was running the train back in the day. Now they try to do it. <laughs> I feel bad. Literally, I. So the one thing that I do agree with Brett Kavanaugh about in his in his hearing was that you were we are they are smearing this girl, this lady's name because if what happened if she's married, right? And mm. it's like what happened if she didn't tell her husband that I was promiscuous when I was in high school. I mean, you know, for the most part, high school was you know one of those times, you know. And uh, but to be to, well, they didn't say the 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 woman who they ran the train on that wasn't the the they, girl who's testifying that was no her. no no it wasn't her it, it, i'm not saying that it was it was um i'm not saying it was ford uh, oh, dr oh, ford it was some, they the gave late, the name yeah the? no they they actually gave the name of the of the lady i mean that's not funny <laughs> no no it's not it's like it's a little it's a little comical it may not be funny but it's a dash comical i have to i have to clarify I'm what just i'm saying, laughing at I, yeah because i'm was, laughing at the absurdity of it of it coming out like this but i'm not laughing at what happened because what they're saying what happened to her was it's not like they just like asked her to do it and she did it like they were like spiking punch to spiking, the point like yeah. girls was like passing, passing out, out and then they were going to do said thing mm. which is that's rape that's not you know whatever that's just rape um but i'm just laughing at the absurdity of yeah. this all coming out during a supreme court hearing like we always we always have to clarify everything <laughs> gotta this, clarify for in they this go. day and age we don't we don't want uh that's not laughing at rape <laughs> Keep hashtag me too you don't you want think rape funny yep um i'm actually just adjusting this mic i'm sorry i just don't want to there we go um but uh so what I was saying is that I feel really bad for her. That's when some. That's the one thing I agree with this Brett Kavanaugh guy is that you know they are smearing the shit out of this lady's name, and it's like and she actually she came back and did say that that never happened. Of course, you know that's not something that you're going to admit. Like yeah, you know this was happening because she you know has probably has you know a successful most likely career because mm-hmm. um you were speaking S thought you were speaking of the environment that they were in and I kind of was like taking notes while and let me actually say the reason and how I was taking notes I was like working but I'm also watching <laughs> watching this hearing and I'm like I was like I have to get this because like what uh Dr um Ford was kind of describing you know in high school and so forth was country clubs and and they were you know they uh reside in bethesda maryland and then i actually hit uh you and pharaoh up and was like because you know yeah you, yeah you, know, you lived in maryland pharaoh's family's from maryland primi- primarily and um and i'm like so how is bethesda because i'm they talking about country clubs and all that stuff and you know even in this line of work that i'm doing you know regarding mc's bot mitzvahs bar mitzvahs you're just like country clubs and now that Estad and i are getting into golf now yeah, yeah, i'm yeah. like um so you're frequenting country clubs when you're in high school yeah yeah no they got they got money out there and it's they just like bread. you know i mean Ooh, he got it's, money it's, it's one of those things but you know like stuff that happens in high school or whatever stuff that happens in high school you know it's exactly it's, it's, it's years and years and years ago um and now all of it's coming out in like supreme court testimony mm. because 
you know, it's it's irrelevant. It's not like you were just having crazy drunken parties in high school. You know, like if you went back into all those, and I think. Uh, just for me, like I think a lot of the reason why a lot of these people are defending him mm. is because they know damn well if you looked into their past, they got somebody who might come out and be like, "Oh yeah, the party so and so was doing whatever." I mean, like you know, like even just like looking, I, th- I think part of it is like even just looking at Kavanaugh's history, and I hate to be you know um, prejudiced or like you know stereo- um, stereotype somebody, okay, but like somebody who went to an elite prep school played football in like what lacrosse lacrosse yeah you, you've seen those pictures of him like he yeah. was in he was he went to yale he was in one of the drinking frats he was part of a drinking club there like it's not it's not beyond the pale to yeah. think that he was this kind of douchebag dude like I've, yeah. I've, you've been to frat parties and i've been to those my parents. i know how they act well so this is the thing like, like we if, if you know for those who <laughs> you know may have went to a traditional like college and you were on like a campus and all that stuff and um yeah we saw these things like and this is and 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 this is another thing you're in you're in college yeah where like norm like this is for the most part you know everybody knows when you're going to college like oh i'm about to go party i'm about to go have a good time yeah of course it's a it's college and you know you want to make your parents proud and uh you know you went you're you're going to get an education yeah you're going to get an education you're still gonna have a great time like i know i had a bomb ass time in college Mm -hmm. like everybody there was parties and yes we was drinking heavy like yeah so for him to for him to then say yeah, yeah just, but we were drinking heavy, but we weren't out here raping bitches, spiking. No, well, that's thank you, thank would, you for clarifying I would, that. I would yeah. like to say women had sex with us consensually because we were fun to be around, exactly. But we've never had to force ourselves. Like I keep hearing these stories, and guys are like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, no, that's rape, bro. Yeah, like you're a fucking animal. Like you rape need to culture. get your person out. You need to get your personality up and stop thinking the only time you can sleep with women is when they've been drinking. Yeah. Like, that means you're a shitty person. I was reading an article about it, and, and you know, part of it, it all kind of, and that's the thing, when I when I look at this thing, it all makes sense. You know, like, for somebody like Kavanaugh, who grew up really wealthy. Very. Went to, Both elite, of them. you know, private yeah. schools. Yep. Gets into Yale's and all these faculty. Like, he was probably entitled to shit. And, he probably yeah. felt like nothing was going to touch him. Like, yeah. the idea, like, even, like, that one story where he's, like, he was at the party and he, like, whipped out his dick in front of a chick. Yeah. In front of everybody, everybody at the party. Yeah. Does that sound out of line for a white frat bro? Nope. Like, no. Like, nope. it doesn't even sound... And it's... Yes, it is stereotypical, but, but I mean, not, we know what happens. Yeah, we know what happens at... It's not beyond the pale. It's not yeah. like it's something that, like, oh, my God, like, that would never happen. Like, yep. 99% of people don't do it. Yeah. But it's still, like, it's something that sounds... Like, it probably did happen. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. like, and they were talking about how with him, all this stuff occurs in groups. Mm. So, if you look at all the accusations against him, they're never, like, one-on-one. They're it's, like, groups. him performing for his friends. Yeah. So, like, he has Mike judged by him, and he, like, throws the did girl you hear in the, the story about? Did you hear the story about how, like, Yale people were already talking about this, like, three months ago when his nomination got spread around oh, about yeah. the story about him. Yeah, apparently it was known among his fellow undergrad classmates that he was a bit of a perv. Oh, shit. And, like, the people were walking or, like, people were tech emailing each other, adults, trying to find the second accuser. That's how she came out. They went looking you, for her. Do you remember where you heard that from? It was on the news. Oh, shit. Damn. Damn, that was like, and that's one of those things that if you miss like anything in this news um cycle, like you, you missed a key point. You, you miss like a key thing. I'm I'm really so you were saying that so like currently in this day and age that um well, you know once everything was going uh kind of coming out, people like actual like students uh, and faculty. No, bef- before the forward thing came out, 
people, as soon as Trump nominated him to be a Supreme Court, people from Yale who went at him, who knew about this story about him doing something to the crowd, I think it's the Dick story, actually. That's how the Dick story came out. That's from Yale. That's from people being like, didn't he whip his dick out on this girl? Like, they had a name for it. He was the dick whipper kid. No, damn. So he was a Harvey Weinstein. They had it called, I think... Yeah, they had like a word for like the flabby something or with his oh, name attached no, to it. Like no. it was a whole, oh, no. it was a whole thing. He's oh, been no. whipping his dick out. Damn, dude. So, so, okay. So kind of we're just going on that, uh, on, you know, on that premise that, uh, and not to be like, and say like stereotypical and stereotypical, but they grow up in Bethesda, Maryland, you know, visiting country clubs, uh, just as Estot said, you know, he he felt like nothing could touch him because he is growing up ridiculously privileged. Uh, and especially you can almost see that privilege, uh, you know, come out during this hearing. Right. So um, actually, I have uh, I have um, I actually have a video uh, of his, I think, opening statement or or, or his, his tantrum. So I just want to play that Weak effort has been a calculated Mr. Chairman, Ranking Member Feinstein. Members of the committee, thank you for allowing me to make my statement. I wrote it myself yesterday afternoon and evening. No one has seen a draft or it except for one of my former law clerks. This is my statement. Oh, this is not it. I'm sorry. I just fucking well, played that the- whack-ass whack thing. I just had uh, something beforehand. Did you see the Matt Damon version? Yes, of on SNL. I just watched that shit today. I just watched that shit today. Actually, is this it? I want to see if this is pulling up because I just I just want to kind of give uh, some perspective and uh, you know to our listeners that may have not actually um, you know seen this Brett Kavanaugh thing. Oh, come on, ads and fucking YouTube, um, but. Actually, here we go. Here we go. It's been a calculated and orchestrated political hit. Mm. Less than two weeks ago, Dr. Ford publicly accused me of committing wrongdoing at an event more than 36 years ago when we were both in high school. The day after the allegation appeared, I told this committee that I wanted a hearing as soon as possible to clear my name. I demanded a hearing for the very next day. Unfortunately, it took the committee 10 days to get to this hearing. In those 10 long days, as was predictable and as I predicted, my family and my name have been totally and permanently destroyed by vicious and false additional accusations. The behavior of several of the Democratic members of this committee at my hearing a few weeks ago was an embarrassment. But at least it was just a good old-fashioned attempt at borking. Those efforts didn't work. When I did at least okay enough at the hearings that it looked like I might actually get confirmed, a new tactic was needed. When it was needed, this allegation was unleashed and publicly deployed over Dr. Ford's wishes. And then, and then, as no doubt was expected, if not planned, came a long series of false last-minute smears designed to scare me and drive me out of the process before any hearing occurred. This whole two-week effort has been a calculated and orchestrated political hit 
fueled with apparent pent-up anger about President Trump and the 2016 election, fear that has been unfairly stoked about my judicial record, revenge on behalf of the Clintons, and millions of dollars in money from outside left-wing opposition groups. Biased much? This is a circus. The consequences will extend long past my nomination. The consequences will be with us for decades. This grotesque and coordinated character assassination will dissuade competent and good people of all political persuasions from serving our country. And as we all know, in the United States political system of the early 2000s, what goes around comes around. There we go. So just in that particular opening statement that uh, Brett Kavanaugh did have, it was just Farrell. Actually, if you were listening, um, like what 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 do you gain from that in regards to you know the the stereotypical you know um, uh, white privilege so to speak you know like there were certain, certain oh my key god things. he's such a big baby back bitch <laughs> biggity biggity ba- baby back bitch yeah that's not like all you, I yeah. heard him do was complain for ten minutes yeah about how he was wronged and how he tried to negate his wrong by investigating it like bro. You raping people out and here, and that's and that's key. And you trying to stand on the yeah. Supreme Court? Yeah, yeah. Like, we gonna find out. We gonna want to talk about it. <laughs> I, I do think that the I think that that SNL skit like sums it up just so well. Do you have it on your phone? Because I like, do want to pull that up. Actually, let me pull it up. I just you know because even like when Matt Damon is like um like he's like yo I wanted a hearing tomorrow and they're like okay cool can we have an investigation to clear your name and he's like no nah, no nah, I don't want that. <laughs> I, 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 you know, I just want the hearing so I can get through. Yep. You know, like he's just so hurt that his birthright of being on the Supreme Court is getting taken away from him. Yeah. That he doesn't know how to behave or act. Um, and that's why you start flipping out like that. Mm. Um, additionally, he probably got a lot of what he wanted to do from Trump. I mean, that's a very Trumpian response, right? You start, Everything you start that he was doing. firing yeah. back at everybody. Yeah. Like you started accusing the, he started accusing one of the female senators. Like, how much do you drink? You're not supposed to be asking questions. And, and her and her um and her dad is is an AA. Like like insane stuff. But here's the SNL. Here's the SNL. Is it okay if I play it now? It's long. Is it? Yeah. It's like 18. <laughs> yes, yeah, 13 minutes. Oh, so I'm not gonna play it now. But I want to see if I can get to a, a point uh, or a part in that uh, with Matt Damon's uh, thing. But yeah, so just as you were saying, like he was firing back at people as as you know Trump would, yeah. and oh, do you drink? Do you, or do you drink? And he was like, I like beer. <laughs> um, How many times he was like, I like beer. Our friends like beer. Every, <laughs> I like beer. like beer. That's all the stories involve you beer and raping a bitch, like really? bro. You out here talking about how much you drink? Like now, now we know that that part's true. <laughs> that yeah. you were blacked out. I like, like beer. Like, thank you for confirming the facts and the story we wanted to talk to you about. Yep. <laughs> and also, you become enraged. <laughs> we, and we, we saw that. You have that. A and we saw that. I want to see if this is actually the beer one. And it, is he? Ah, uh, I think he said like beer, like almost like two dozen times. I don't know. This is kind of ridiculous. I just, you know, I think like you're you're. You're auditioning to become a Supreme Court justice. You're oh, supposed to be. A, yeah. Got together and had parties on weekends. The drinking age was 18 in Maryland for most of my time in high school, and was 18 in D.C. for all of my time in high school. I drank beer with my friends. Almost everyone did. 
Sometimes I had too many beers. Let's call, let's count the Sometimes times he, he says beers. Let's count. I liked beer. I still like beer. <laughs> what is that? Four, five? But I did not drink beer to the point of Six. blacking out, and I never sexually assaulted anyone. There is a bright line between drinking beer, which I gladly do, and which I fully embrace. He sounds like Trump right now. Sexually assaulting someone, which is a violent crime. Hey, NBC News. <laughs> so there was actually like more time. I wish that somebody uh, made like one of those like YouTube like remixes like of him like saying beer because it was just yeah. I like beer. We drink beer. I like beer, and we like beer a lot. And we drank beer a lot, and all this stuff. <laughs> like, bro, like <laughs> this is a this is a Supreme Court nominee. You're, you're you're an Ivy League frat, bro. Don't tell me you ain't drink to the point where you was blacked out. Like, don't like, you like that's not that's yeah. unbelievable. Like, <laughs> like two, like one plus one doesn't doesn't equal two in that in that particular like, equation. Like, you know, they actually had um a, a picture that came out um that was I believe in the yearbook in uh, when he went to Yale, and uh, what, I think it was either him or or one of his like close friends. They uh, they made a flag or something of all women's like bras and underwears and stuff like that and i think like he was wearing it or his friend he like he was in the picture in one way shape or form and it wasn't just in the picture like in the background like he was a part of this yeah i think i think also like when you look at somebody's testimony and you see what they zero in on and it's usually like the part that they're most defensive about Mm. because anybody else drinking yeah you know like anybody else like if they were to come at you and say oh you were drunk and you sexually assaulted you know a woman yeah your your main defense would be like oh i did not sexually assault that person they're like oh you drank a lot you'd be like well you know like we we all drank in college but you know i i'm just not somebody who sexually assaults somebody it's just not what i do exactly but like his thing is like so much like I drink, you drink, everybody like he everybody. feels so hold guilty on, about on, what he was hold doing. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Did you guys? We're forgetting the most important part. What's that? When he went on national TV and tried to admit that he was a and admitted that he was a virgin oh. up until like <laughs> oh, no. way after college. I didn't see that. This was when yes. I was like, oh, he really is trying to prove he didn't rape nobody. Like <laughs> that was hilarious to me. How do you? No prove man that would you're do a virgin. that. He, like basically saying I was a virgin up until I'm like 30 or something. Lies and fabrications. Lies. Lies, Lies and fabrications. <laughs> Lies. It's ridiculous. <clears throat> but just kind of going into um into the trial. Um just the questions. I was just jotting down like some things that the questions that the prosecutor uh her name is um Ms. Rachel uh Rachel Mitchell, uh, they were just interesting. Like she was asking about like the chain of custody about, you know, in regards to, um, her, her confession or whatever the case is, yeah. uh, like who, uh, she, she was asking who like, you know, you, you gave, you gave this confession, um, you know, to, uh, I think, uh, the, uh, your, the newspaper and, or was it a newspaper, uh, the Washington post, I believe it was. Yeah. And she gave it to uh, Feinstein. Right. Yeah. And then, um, she was like, so how did it get leaked? And they're like, try and, so I'm just trying to th- like think, are you trying to like discredit her because of how the story got out? Like, honestly, I have a, I have a theory about her line of questioning, okay. which was that Republicans are going to vote for her anyway. That's what they're going to do. For him, you mean? I mean, yeah, yeah for him, yeah. for him anyway. Yeah. They, they don't care what he did. He, he could have stabbed somebody. They, mm. They're going to vote for him. Mm. What they don't want to do is look like assholes <laughs> they already in do. front of the nation. They already do. <laughs> badgering her yeah imagine ted cruz and lindsey graham asking her questions what kind of questions they're gonna ask Mm. you know they're gonna ask these insane sexist questions yeah so what they do is they put her on there have her 
asked a bunch of nothing questions just to get the hearing over mm. with. So that no, there's, that it's a non-story for them, exactly. right? Like nobody's looking at them, and exactly. then they can go and, and do their vote. Okay, like they didn't particularly care about the hearing. So what you do, you put a woman out there so you don't look sexist, and, and you and just they called her, they called the lawyer, <laughs> the prosecutor, an assistant. Yeah, like yeah. it's crazy Without stuff. And it's just, yeah, um, yeah. My my whole theory is just that they didn't really want her to ask a lot of questions. They were just like, yo, just talk for like 30 minutes to, oh, to this thing is done. Okay, and then after yeah. that we can get to our vote because yeah. we're gonna vote yes. Like yeah. you know. He could have came out there like, yeah, I was out there raping chicks. And they would have been like, yeah, it sucks. Uh, so 30 like, years ago. <laughs> um, the prosecutor, um, Rachel Mitchell, basically, in, in, in my opinion, there was a part where she basically agreed that um, that Ford should, uh, Dr. Ford should have like an independent investigation. Because she basically said that uh, she stated that, you know, five minutes is not enough for proper questioning. Yeah. So I was like, so then why are we like, so why are we not getting into this FBI investigation? Like, you're kind of proving the point that we need an FBI investigation because five minutes in this hearing is not enough time. Right. right you know. Right, right. So I was just, you know, I was, that was just so interesting. Um, but also, the Republicans are trying, we're trying to, uh, you know, kind of discredit, you know, this entire, you know, event from happening and saying that we we had. Um, uh, that Feinstein knew about this back in August mm -hmm. and because she didn't come forward sooner, uh, that, you know, Dr. Feinstein didn't, oh, not doctor, but, um, uh, Feinstein didn't come through, uh, uh, beforehand yeah. and let them know so that they could have handled this in a, di in a different way. Because just as, um, Lindsey Graham said that, uh, this guy Kavanaugh is as much a victim as Dr. Ford is. And I'm like, whoa, Whoa, whoa! Did you see the shit that he, um, Farrell? Did you see the, the the meltdown that fucking Lindsey Graham had? That was ridiculous. Yeah, I definitely saw that. But you know, I fucking hate Lindsey Graham, so yeah, I'm just man. like, Ugh. I just don't. So the places like Lindsey Graham, um, and uh, Chuck Grassley, uh, Chuck Grassley is in like Montana or Idaho. He's a he. I think he's a the senator. Let's find out from Google. <laughs> okay, Google. What state is Senator Chuck Grassley from? Let's see. Or is just Wi-Fi? Iowa. Iowa. Iowa, thank you. So Chuck Grassley from Iowa, and not to be stereotypical, but it's like, what is it, farmland and stuff like that there? Uh, like, are people really, you know? I don't know if it particularly matters. Places where people fuck cows. <laughs> That's why we have Pharaoh here. That is exactly why we have Pharaoh here. <laughs> I mean, we were all thinking it though. Like, uh, it's ridiculous. I'm like, you're gonna, you're, you, you have these places that you know are rural areas. You're already going to think, uh, you know, um, uh, not like trailer park things of that nature. Um, and not to say because I've never been to to Iowa, so I'm you know I'm just assuming. As I said, this is all you know, this is all speculation. This is all like stereotypical, like what I, what I think of. We're basing Iowa. this off the senator you sent, so understand he represents you. So that's how the system works. <laughs> and that's another thing. I'm glad that Farrell said he that. He sounds like he fucks cows, so we're going to assume you're a cow fucking people. And but that's exactly why I'm glad that Farrell brought that up because. I'm just trying to think like his constituents, like all of these Republicans, I feel like they they're already hanging themselves already. Like through all of this, Esther, do you agree with that? Like from like with with like Lindsey Graham, uh, I, it seems like they're already hanging themselves from everything that they're talking about right now. I think they're behaving like a a cornered animal. Okay, you know, like okay. they like they know they have to know that, and you know, Pharaoh's gonna disagree with this, but like their their days of power 
our are, are, are coming are coming to an end. Yeah. Um, and they're trying to get as many people into permanent positions. That's as true. I agree with that. That's true. Okay. I mean, I just yeah. So I think like with them, like the Supreme I've Court, always said we're dealing with a cornered, uh, cornered animal right now with Republicans and poor white people. <laughs> like they're back to just the wall. They're going through a lot of funerals. Their civilization is not doing well. Uh, birth rate of their women is thirty five percent birthing age. That's not good. So I I get it. You know, they're uh, lashing out. <laughs> they're scared so they got to get somebody on the supreme court because you know um when they start losing um power in congress and in the white house um you know like if you really look at and and i I think this is a telling statistic if you look at the last um one two you look at the last three presidents and all 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 the elections Mm -hmm. republicans have won the popular vote once wow once okay George Bush, um, George W. Bush. Yeah. Second election. Wow. First one they lost it. Second lost. Um, second election Popular they won. Vote. Popular vote. And Both mind times. you, we were at war, and no one thought the uh, Democrats were going to fuck up Al Qaeda like the Bush just were going to fuck yeah, up Al Qaeda. I mean, you know, like we you, all we all were like, uh, we want the Texan. Yeah, we're going to take the Texan. He's a wartime president. You usually don't change presidents during war. Yeah. Um, oh, so yeah. you know. So, but like, yeah, if you look at it from the early. From the 2000s, you look at from 2000 on, they have won one popular vote. That's not the sign of a growing party. That's a sign of a party that is on That's, the ropes. Yeah. I know? heard, um, and, and to kind of like uh, agree with you too, um, w- of course, liberal news, uh, watching MSNBC, uh, but they were also stating that the reason why they're trying to ram this um, nominee through is because they know that their days are numbered. So yeah. they know they're not going to be in power. They, they know. And the thing that gets me about this is that it's just bad strategy. I mean, I, I wrote an article one time on Mitch McConnell. Mm. Like, is he this genius strategy that every strategist that everybody makes him out to yes, be? Yes, I'm wondering. And and I don't think he is. I think he's he's really great at delaying. What's he that, can, What's that cartoon character he looks like? That turtle dude. He just looks like a turtle. Yeah. I don't. Go. Yeah. That's that's true. Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> but um, like even if you look at this situation, the best move for them to be would be like, look. Um, this guy's accused of a serious crime. Pick somebody else that you have. Yeah, like the even millions if, of other candidates that you guys have. Let's say like like. Best case scenario, we take back the Senate. I mean, that's a far-flung thing. Like, we probably will not. Mm. But let's say it happens, right? They still have two months which they can push through a nominee. Yeah. Why do this now? Yeah. Why lose half of your female constituents? Yeah. I mean, they don't, have to lose, they don't have to lose half. They, they lose like 10%. They're still going to get washed. Yeah. Like literally in the midterms, yeah. So like, why do this now? Just be like you're you're like they 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 are literally um, building up like well, the democratic and progressive base right yeah, now. Yeah, you're gonna make like, literally a whole just, base furious, and you're gonna placate your base because you already got the Supreme Court, and pick. you're going against women. Like, why would you go against like especially this, like you know like white women vote Republican? They voted yeah. you know fifty two percent. Yeah. Um. You saw the the woman on on TV being like, oh yeah, like it's cool when um it's Can, fine. If, I actually um, have that. Can I play this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, this shit is ridiculous. These are these, in front of her, these front are, of her daughters and daughters. Yeah, and they're agreeing, <laughs> right? And the, so this is what I'm yeah, saying yeah, that yeah, the, yeah, these are people from the time. what is it Montana? I want to say. Ali yeah. Vitale asked a Trump supporter and mother of two daughters two daughters about the accusations against Kavanaugh. Groping a woman, which is, what is that, at 18? I mean, how many guys, you know, think that's no big deal? Even back then it was, yeah. it's, it's not a big deal. It doesn't just 
take away from his character and his job to do what he needs to do as a Supreme Court nominee. If he was, if he was pro-abortion, the liberals wouldn't be fighting this hard. We're all sick and tired of hearing about the Kavanaugh thing because it's not supported by any facts or evidence whatsoever. I, I literally feel bad. Like my mouth, like I literally, I don't know what to say about that. Like she literally, this lady said this in front of her two daughters and her two daughters are agreeing. I she think said like, that at in high school, what is groping? It's, it's not like literally saying it's not that big to her daughters. Imagine, and, and, I, and I was talking to somebody about this. I said, imagine if, and, and I do not wish this upon anybody. Do not wish this upon anybody. But what happens if tomorrow a guy groped her, fem- her, her daughters, one of her daughters, both, two guys or whoever it may have been, right? And they go to their mom and they said, this happened. Her, like, you can't, at this point in time, you can't say that, oh, so-and-so groped my daughter because you just legitimized it. I, I think it's like that saying, you know, sometimes people have been in prison so long they think the bars are there for their own protection. Oh. Like that's like big. that's that's, that's big. these people like they've they've been in prison so long, like they don't understand, you know, the the factors are working against them. They think that the guy's groping them and doing all kinds of malicious yeah. stuff to them is like, oh, it's just nice, you know. And I, I think it even goes back, um, if you ever seen the movie, um, what is it called? Um, he's just not that into you. Okay. And um, like the first scene is this um this boy. He goes he he hits the the little kid, the okay. little girl, and um the little girl runs back to her parents and it's like oh this little boy punched me and the the mom goes well you know why he did that it's because he likes you. So and it's they, like okay so legitimizing it yeah legitimizing that idea that mm. guys being aggressive guys basically treating you like shit, shit yeah it's really because they 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 rape like culture. you is whatever it's, yeah. it's rape culture yeah and she's she's a victim of that and mm. she doesn't even understand doesn't it even understand. like if you looked at during trump's election there were people there were women holding up signs saying i wish trump would grab, grab me by the pussy, pussy. yeah like exactly that's insane yep. like you don't understand you know what i'm saying yeah. like I mean, even if we were going to, you know, take this to another thing, like if you talk about like the Kanye, yeah. the Kanye instances, like this guy don't understand like like how much of it, he's calling for an end to the 13th Amendment. And we're going to talk about free, it. We're going to yeah, talk yeah, about it. We're definitely going to talk about it. Yeah. But it's just being in the prison of your mind. Being you think the, the bars are there for your own protection. That's it. And so as I said, God forbid like anything does actually happen to her daughters, but you, she is sitting there right now legitimizing, uh, groping uh, a female at this point. Uh, you know, a, a man groping a female is okay, and it, it should just you know be overlooked. And you know, there's no, there's no, um, there's no facts. Uh, and when it's actually statistic, uh, to, uh, if I can speak statistically proven that when people are uh, abused, uh, molested, or anything of that nature, they they almost feel as if is it my fault? Is somebody nobody's gonna believe me? And then of course, if they do come out or and they do go and say so and so and so and so um touched me inappropriate or harassed me or or rape me or whatever, do you have any proof? No, I don't have any proof. What do you mean? I, I I'm trying to tell you like this actually happened, right? But then that's the thing. It draws a fine line, and we can talk about you know the other end of it. Like when if somebody like white people and and, and I kind of when you were talking about this. I wanted to say, is this kind of something that had to do, like, could, like, does race play? something in that right now because you always hear back in the day black men being falsely accused uh, um th- there was a football player who a, a, a white girl um a white woman uh, accused him of raping her and he was like i didn't do this and he still got like five or seven years and then 
um, she, you know, got, you know, got a conscience or something of that nature or something happened where she actually admitted to saying that she falsely accused him. And then I think she had to go and pay back all of like the money and all this other stuff, uh, which is good. Like this is what should happen. Yeah, I my my opinion on this has always kind of been the same is that um you should treat these accusations like you would treat any other crime mm. so like if i and I, I don't mean like you should treat it like every, like you treat different crimes differently mm. but it should be treated as a crime not as some kind of social experiment thing so like people are like you know always believe the women well you know, like somebody's making an accusation, you have the right to defend yourself. Mm. You say you didn't do it, you said you did do it. But what should happen is there should be an investigation. People should look at the facts. People should try to figure out what happened. What happened, yeah. And it should be it should be left if at that. If it's credible or not. Somebody exactly. comes to you and says, Oh, so and so raped me. If somebody came up to you and said, Oh, so and so robbed me. You went to the police station. Mm. So and so robbed me. Yeah. Right? What would they do? They would go investigate. Where were you that mm. night? Who was around? Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like if they found some credible Ray evidence, Ray did it. <laughs> you know, yeah, like Exactly. Because fair, I was gonna I wanted to ask you too, like, so what in regards to, in regards to like a a, a socio, you know, a social, uh, you know, psychology aspect to it, right? What is this in regards to like women, women, you know, kind of going against their own interests? Like, what do you think? Like, is there something that we could kind of like, you know, predicate this on by any chance? I think you forget that to the same degree, black people suffer from the oppression of living in a troubled, a harsh society. Women also have that same kind of effect being women in a society run by extreme masculinity. So you're also asking them to break their chains on how they already view the world. Not every woman's a feminist because that's like becoming woke. You know what I'm saying? Really finding your power. Well, what about the people who haven't found it? Like, there's a contrast. Mm. That's why feminism is not some shining light shining across the world, every woman repping it. Like, most women are subjugated by men, by culture and history at this point. And we're now just getting to a point where women are getting their due and being treated more like equals on every level. So, you know, time, bro. That's exactly what's going on right now. So, and uh, yeah. I also just think um, you, you see a lot in African-American culture also. Yeah. So if you look at um, like James Brown, James Brown was a firm believer in um, the idea that you pull yourself by your own bootstrap. Okay. You know, I was successful. You should be able to be successful just by working hard. Mm. He didn't understand those social constructs that were holding him back. Yeah. And if you look at a lot of African-Americans, they all believe that, oh, like if I just worked harder, right? Like it's the guys with the, the baggy pants that, you know, are, are, are you know, not reading Cosby. enough. Yep. That, that's the problem. Yep. You're the problem. You know what I'm saying? It's not the construct around you. Yep. And I think that that happens to anybody who's oppressed. You kind of believe what the the narrative that the oppressor is giving to you yeah because that that narrative is what is keeping you down you yeah. tell the slaves you're supposed to be a slave there you go you, this is your lot in life this is you know be the best slave you can be and that's how they think mm. it's the same thing you know so like you you see it across oppressed um demographics all around the world yeah yeah so this is uh this is interesting this whole this whole um you know nominee thing actually so there was a uh there was a um, an update in regards to that. So Senator Flake uh, was actually um, cornered, you know, in a um, in a elevator by you know not supporters, but you know two women who were like, "What are you doing right now? Like, why are you not, um, you know, why are you not standing up to, um, you know, 
to Senator Kavanaugh and saying, no, like, why, why, why do this? Um, and he apparently came, like, went back into the hearing when, um, not into that, in, on that same day, but when they were actually going to vote him, you know, into, uh, you know, onto like the next round, if, you know, if you want to call it that. Yeah, that happened the same day. It was at the same day? So they, they confronted him in the elevator when he was going to the vote. Okay. To, to vote whether they want to move forward with Kavanaugh or not. Okay. So then, um, so they went back and I'm glad that these women actually, um, you know, cornered him because they were saying is this something that um that you know these women feeling so passionate about it saying hey like and actually going going um you know the distance so to speak and and talking to him and and really trying to bring him back you know hopefully from you yeah, know from the sunken the, place the, the realness of yeah of what's going so on. these are what these ladies said in bozeman montana yesterday nbc's ali vitale asked a trump supporter and mother of two daughters about the accusations against kavanaugh Groping a woman, which is, what is that, at 18? I mean, how many guys, you know, think that's no big deal? Even back then, it was, yeah. it's, it's not a big deal. It doesn't just take away from his character and his job to do what he needs to do as a Supreme Court nominee. If he was, if he was pro-abortion, the liberals wouldn't be fighting this hard. We're all sick and tired of hearing about the Kavanaugh thing because it's not supported by any facts or evidence whatsoever. Like that right there is is basically after like right after that happened they went back into the hearing senator flake came in uh he you know spoke to um i don't know if it was dick durbin um or he spoke to you know somebody of course across the aisle and uh came back in and said all right so i'll vote him past this particular round but what about you know we have to do we have to do a week uh, at least at least a week's yep. investigation by the FBI and if we don't then my then then I'm going to vote no so he's kind of like the he you know he's that like you know deciding factor right now yeah I because Susan Collins and Murkowski of um, you know Maine and Alaska they're already like. You know they're they're kind of up in the air right now, but that is not on the Senate Judiciary Committee, so they yeah. can, they don't have a, a say in that. A say they in can, that when yeah. it gets through, but they need because they they can only lose two votes exactly. So you know they Same. have to have every single vote you know counted. Mm. Um, I I read an article, I read an interview with Jeff Flake, mm. and um, he was kind of speaking about the instance, and I I what did he say? I understood his I understood his position a little bit better when he was speaking about it because he was saying that for him, he's a conservative. Um, for him, if Kavanaugh didn't do this, he would love to see him on the Supreme Court. He's going to vote conservatively for things that he wants. Mm -hmm. So he doesn't have that against him. He's trying to figure out if these you know, things are credible or not because he doesn't want somebody like that on the Supreme Court. So he actually him, has sense. He has like, yeah, like he's, he's a human. He has, you know, he's a human being and worrying about other human beings. Yeah, like for him, it seems like, and I wish everybody had the same stance. It was Thank like, look, God. we're conservative. Oh. We want a conservative on the Supreme Court, and that's what we're going to vote for. So if you're mad that this person is going to support, you mm -hmm. know, getting rid of Road Royce Raid, don't come to me. Because <laughs> that's what I want him to do. But I don't want somebody who's a sexual assaulter on the Supreme Court. So that's why, like, when he was looking at it, he was he's truly trying to figure out, like, is this woman credible or is this somebody who this Democrats put up there? Mm. to assassinate this guy's character. Mm. And if you think about it the other way around, Democrats would feel the same way. If you were putting a liberal justice on there and all of a sudden some Republican jumped out and was like, mm. oh, he, he raped me, you'd be like, oh, somebody may have put you up there, whatever. Yeah. So that's why he's kind of calling for the investigation. But there's he like just multiple wants... women right now that are saying this, not just yeah, like, Dr. Ford. 
I, I think it's it's credible for us because we really don't want him to be on there. I got you. So for him, it's just a little bit more suspect because mm. he wants this guy to be on there, and yeah. it's it you know it's just a little bit suspect to him. Yeah. But he's he's making a good faith as effort at least, and, and I feel like I, and that's what I was purpose. saying, which is interesting. Why, like you would think that these senators and the, the, hold on, yeah. I would also like to say that I believe Trump was affected by Doctor Ford's testimony. Everybody, was. I think, I think Trump was like. Oh, he did it. Yeah. After listening to Dr. Ford's testimony, because he technically pivotal. ordered the FBI investigation. He did. Not the Senate. Yeah. Because it had to go through him. Like, they had to, like, request it, and then um, Trump would have to accept it, and then, of course, have the, 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 the you know, FBI go ahead and, and, and conduct it. I thought he ordered it before they request. No, no, no. They requested it, and then he, he did it. He yeah, he, like, a, he, he You know that's not Trump. It. Yeah, you know that's not Trump to be doing something like that. Because he even said that, um, you know, he almost kind of, like, did the blame the victim sort of thing. Why didn't she come out when it first happened? Like, you fu- you're a pussy grabber, you asshole. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? And also, like, about? I always feel like this is kind of swept under the rug that she had these accusations, um, like, 2011. Yeah, 2011, before, 2012, yeah. Before she, he was a Supreme She had a nominee. counseling session with her husband, and that's when she first brought it up. So, like, it's not like she just came out the woodwork yeah. randomly. Yeah. Like, like, this happened a long time ago yeah. before anybody even cared who Kavanaugh exactly. was. Exactly. Um, so, you know, you got to kind of take that in consideration. Exactly. So, I mean, right now, that's, you know, kind of the update that's been going on. It is, a, you know, a shit show. He was crying like a motherfucker. Like, you know, like, dude, like, I understand you're talking about your father, and it is, and that's kind of one thing where I was like, all right, you know, he's kind Cry of... Fucking big baby back bitch. <laughs> Like I, I was giving him the benefit of the doubt a little bit because it's his father. But then he just kept crying, and I'm like, "Dude, suck that shit up, dude." What's your father got to do with this? Was your father there? <laughs> like, who was like? Let's let's really find out who was in the room. Why are you, you know, like, he over here crying? And he had it, and he had a tissue in his um jacket the entire time. And after he fucking went through the entire thing, then he brings that shit out, dude. You should have brought that out. Fucking sucked that shit up and kept and kept talking like he was crying his for like the entire time. His publisher told him to let the tears run until know, the end. We know exactly why For more dramatic effect. We know exactly why he did that. And make sure you go watch that. Well, if you, if, if to our listeners, if anything, you know, if you have the time, watch the entire, you know, the entire thing. It was like two, three hours, whatever the case may be. And then, um, or if you don't have time for that, definitely watch the SNL skit because that SNL yeah. skit was funny as shit. And if it is, Matt Damon. The demeanor between the two of them. Like, which mm. one sounds yeah. like more like her you know, Ford was like was calm. She was just like going through the facts, she answering didn't cry questions like he did. the best she could or whatever. <laughs> yeah. This dude comes out freaking out. Yeah. Like, if you're accusing somebody of like robbery and I ask one person, <laughs> they're like, nah, you know, I was at the store that day. You know, so and so was with me. Yeah, I understand why they might not remember it, blah, blah, blah. And somebody else is like, I think you did it. I don't know. My dad died. Why are you accusing me? Like that that's the person who sounds a little bit more guilty. Exactly. I'm the same. Exactly. I wanted to see if I can get that damn outburst, but that shit is not gonna I don't think it's gonna come up. Because that shit was too funny. Too funny. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but what we're going to go ahead and we'll take a break because I know that we were talking about, you know, kind of switching this up a little bit. I do have uh, a, a DJ, a DJ Belvy corner. So we'll get into that and we'll come right back. Uh, we actually do have a guest, uh, too. He's actually my fraternity brother's name is Kyle. Um, he actually has a brand, uh, you know, blacks in uh, blacks in China or something. But he can describe he can describe that to you when he's on. So uh, we'll be right back. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> I'm willing to change for you. For real. It's true. So true. 
enjoyed that it was a little mix i put together a little reggae a little dance uh electronic dance mix that we uh that i put together there um i actually am going to be uh you actually doing something on my website just letting you guys know too i just was thinking about this um i may have d- discussed this with s dot but what i'm trying to do i'm actually g- going to like make themes or whatever so this is going to be like the in my feelings slash like something i'm still trying to like create like a name for it mm-hmm. but it's going to be in that like emotional bag type shit like yeah. this is kind of what that mix was so um <laughs> but we have uh, we have my brother kyle on say what up bro what's good yeah man and so i was telling them and i I'm, i knew i was butchering it a little bit but can you can you describe the brand can you describe the brand tell the people about you all that good stuff um yeah so i run a media brand it's comatic it's K-M-A-T-I-K-C, and what we do is we specialize in films and media that highlight the black experience. Specifically, you know, we look, or we're more famous for the projects that we've done as they uh, revolve around uh, expatriate life overseas, or I guess expatriate life would be overseas, but black Americans and black Westerners in general traversing the globe as well as um, doing cultural research around 
phenomena or movements that originate in the West from black people or people from the African diaspora. And as that culture travels and tracking it and seeing how it changes when it gets into the hands of other people. So mm. when we looked, when you talk about the easiest one, I guess the example of right now, um, we're currently producing a reader on global hip hop and how it's traversed the globe. And we're also putting together, um, how another reader or pamphlet around um, forgotten black history um, in these Western countries, as they like to always point out, even when you think of like, you look at France just winning the world cup yeah. and it's quite obvious, right. That, you know, France couldn't win the world cup without, without this influence exactly. of people of the African diaspora. Yep. And even the first time they won it in 1998, the same thing. That was a very multicultural team. There were five players who either parents or themselves were born um, outside of France and specifically on the African continent, whether it be North Africa or Sub-Saharan Africa. And even now, the trend is true, just more players. And, you know, you look at that whole identity and looking around the amalgamation of, you know, how we come to a place and we we don't have the choice to assimilate. Mm. So we, we must amalgamate. And yeah. when we amalgamate, we create something even greater. So mm. that's kind of uh, what we focus around at Comatic. And yeah. then, so can you tell me how, tell me how like all of this like came about? Like if you could give us like the spark notes, like I, cause I remember like when you were starting it and everything and it just now, of course, with social media and me kind of being a little bit more on social media, myself being more on social media, uh, you know, I'm seeing, you know, exactly the projects that you're doing and so forth. So how is it that you kind of came about, you know, this idea and, and I see a, that you actually have like partners within it, you know, a few female, female role models there and so forth. So tell me about that. So, yeah, um, initially, I mean, I guess the, the original incarnation of the brand was mostly just me just being a creative. So, you know, the phrase uh, I think happened in like 2012 where it's like, oh, if you, you know, if I Google you and you don't have a website, like you're not real. Exactly. So exactly. first it was first it was just kind of like, a, all right, we'll bet like I'm a DJ and, you know, I make mixed media projects. All right. I'm make a website and um my late friend, uh, Kelly Kenzie, uh, designed a website. She's a very talented artist. Um, unfortunately this year she passed away, hey, sorry but, to hear um, that, bro. yeah, she, but she created like a website for me and helped me like develop a quote unquote brand. Mm. And from that, um, idea around like just me being, you know, a DJ, I mean, and you know, me being a DJ and a radio person and doing these different things again just being an overall creative is like how do i synthesize this and then the then it was more so okay what do you want to do with this synthesized energy you know mm. like you don't have to box yourself in at the same time where do your interests most lie and my interests always lie with black people um now when you talk about uh formal partners uh one of our groove brothers uh marcus long is the technical czar um, and partner when it comes to our film aspect of it, specifically when we're doing documentaries. Yeah. Um, we do creative things, um, creative films and cinematography. We look at Nick Tucker. He's one of my former students from when I was a professor at Bowie State. Um, and then also we're partnered with 82 Tabs of Policy, which is, again, a policy. It's a policy. It's a technolo technology and policy outlet that is based in Washington, D.C., started by a woman named Corey Lancaster from Charlotte, North Carolina. Mm. So we are 
and they focus on like technology policy issues, emerging issues and things. So it kind of aligns with our interests of like we're like we want to focus on like black stuff. They focus on like what's good, you know, right now that, you know, affects, you know, every underserved population. And yeah. with that, you know, that falls in line with us, because unfortunately for the past, oh, I don't know, 700 years, you know, people of the African diaspora have been underserved and under, underrepresented. So. Oh, most definitely. Uh, and before we actually go on, um, Pharaoh or RK, if you guys have your phones on vibrate, try and take that off for me just because we are catching that uh, vibration uh, in, in, in the recording. But um, so I'm glad, of course, that you brought that up and kind of we're not we're this is going to be kind of like minimalist, so to speak. This is not going to kind of be on the grandiose scale, uh, you know, in regards to, you know, African diaspora and so forth. Kind of want to like, you know, more focus. I want to see like domestically and kind of like pick your brain there and so forth. But that's not. So tell us about this. Uh, this is kind of going to be like the ratchet side of things. We kind of don't like to really, you know, talk too much about like the pop life shit. But the shit that we um, that that you uh, told us about Kanye, his his most recent, um, I, I mean, uh, Twitter. Was it on Twitter or IG? Uh, no, it was on IG. It was on IG? Okay. Um, so recently, Kanye posted a picture in a MAGA hat, and he writes under it all this stuff about, you know, um, how great Trump is doing and, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever you believe. Yeah. Um, but then at the end of it, he specifically says, and we're going to abolish the 13th Amendment. Mm. Um, and if you don't know what that is, the 13th Amendment is the amendment that freed the slaves. Um and it's it's odd for an African American to kind of to put that say up that. there, like it's a good thing. And he says, "Oh, I say this all in love." Um, and I hate when he does that. Like everything after he says it, it's like, "Oh, this is with love." Like it doesn't sound like it's yeah, no, no. Nah, nah. Making people slaves again isn't you know with love. I don't, I don't know by what no love means, is, shape, or form. Yeah, that. I mean you know unless. I mean, maybe, you know, you go back to the slavery is a choice thing, so maybe you want to choose to be a slave again. I don't exactly. know. Um, but I, I I have no idea um, where he's going with this. Yeah. And it's... Um, so, like, quote-unquote, like, Kanye actually says this... Rep so, he's wearing a MAGA hat right now, and he says, this represents good and America becoming whole again. We will no longer outsource to other countries. We build factories here in America and create jobs. We will provide jobs for all who are free from prisons. And as we abolish the 13th Amendment, uh, message sent with love so just so pharaoh based on that like basically i, I believe we sent it in the group too what do you th what do you say about that pharaoh or what do you think about that i think he's on mute pharaoh we got you there bro well, actually, so I'll skip to I'll skip to Kay. Kay, what do you think about that? So, in regards to because I know we're you know as as you know Afri the African diaspora as a whole and so forth, just in regards to us here within America, like like Kanye doing this and saying this, like what what are we what are we thinking about that? Like, is this more harmful? Like, or are we just like kind of like let's just write off Kanye? Um. How free am I allowed to be with my language? Uh, free as you want to be. Yeah, yeah, say whatever. The we say whatever the, the fuck right. you please on this, yeah. All right, bet. That nigga crazy. Um, <laughs> and it, no, and, it, and honestly, a lot of what he's doing is it's it's pinnacle Americanness, like, and it's it's maleness. It is, it's all, it's all wildly unfortunate. And the one thing that it's, that has come to that has come very evident to me is that so there's a point at which you exist within the United States and you exist within the culture of the United States and 
if you are or have any semblance of abstract thought capability or intelligence in a way that you can synthesize and process information, you recognize that first there are certain there are certain things that you literal things that you must do to exercise and demonstrate how much power you have. Right. However, there's a ceiling that exists if you are a person of color in this country because you don't yield that generational aspect. Kanye could be a billionaire, Mm -hmm. but unless Saints' grandkids are also well-off and talented, then anything that Kanye does doesn't actually matter. And the thing is, he'll never get to experience that. What Kanye really wants is white male privilege. And he realizes that is one thing that will always be completely out of his reach. Mm. So what do you do when you recognize that the one thing that you really want is is unattainable? You pretend like you can still get it. Mm. And that's probably where, where it lies that this man has gone off the deep end. When you, I mean, you talk about all these mental health issues and things. It's not that people didn't have mental health issues before. It's that there was a certain amount of, I guess, attention that wasn't paid beforehand for generations. I mean, yeah, we've I mean, always known that we, that we know weren't going to get... Yeah, we knew we weren't going to get that privilege, right? But the other thing is, like, if you're worried about, like, oh, I need to feed my family, you're not worried about white male privilege. You're worried about, like, nigga, I need to go to the grocery store. I need exactly. to feed my family. You're worried about, all right, you know, I want to be an engineer to prove that black people can be engineers. I want to, you know, attain a certain amount of money so that I can pass it on to my children. But when you really think about it, like, he's gotten all of those markers within a society. He has money, right? He has the white wife, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, that coveted white bitch, you know? <laughs> he even said he, like, you know, like, He's got a lot of, you know, he's been acknowledged as a genius. He has all of the awards. He even, you know, he even has an honorary doctor. He's done all of these things. And at the same time, he knows that no matter what he does, like he can throw out as many first pitches at White Sox games. He can do the ceremonial puck drop at the Blackhawks. Yeah, he can do the ceremonial tip off for the fucking Clippers. He can be invited by motherfucking Donald Sterling to sit up in the press box a hundred times. It doesn't matter because the one thing Kanye won't be able to do is buy the Clippers. Right? He can be there and he can spend his money there. Like he cannot never, yeah, yeah. own the Clippers because yeah. they're not going to let him into that club. Yeah. Kanye can get into the country club and play golf, but at the same time, is there? They still have to like he still had to be let in. Exactly. Right. He doesn't get to create those rules. And knowing that you don't get to create those rules, that's where like even when you listen to a lot of the things he says, just the overtly misogynistic things he says. And yes, I know every rapper says overtly misogynistic things. Even Mm. J. Cole says overtly misogynistic things and comments on the fact that I'm saying these things. Oh, wait, I know it's problematic, but I'm a dude in growing up in this country. The difference is even the way he says it is, you know, in a very flippant way in the same way Donald Trump's like, yeah, man, you know, you just, just grab him by the pussy. You know, they love that shit. Like, 
Yeah. Wait, what? Yeah. Who loves that shit? Like, I don't know any woman who's like, yeah, nigga, walk up to me and just, you know, treat me like a fucking human we're, bowling ball. We no actually, one's ever said that. We were actually just talking about that and how some conservative women, even in um, Estot, what you were saying, where was this at again? That that women were actually holding up signs like, I wish Donald Trump would grab me. Uh, by the Trump person. rallies. At a Trump, Trump rally, rallies. yeah. Um, so it's like certain women apparently, <laughs> which are, you know, probably from Idaho or, or Iowa, whatever. The, or, it's from all around. You, you see it in all. <laughs> All kinds of cultures and everything like that that oppressed people tend to believe that um their oppression is um is okay that it's it's normal that it's it's actually um it becomes a part of their reality yeah yeah um so yeah i, I see what you're saying with the whole kanye west thing and that he believes at some point that he's not who he is he doesn't he he's trying to escape his blackness this is something that he cannot mm. um he believes that it's an advantage to be with the the MAGA train and to get rid of the 13th amendment where he doesn't understand that when that gets rid of then it's gonna it's gonna he's he's in that group and he can't escape that group no matter what he does so i want to just um ask you guys too and fair i'm actually gonna um pose you with this so in that in that you know IG post. He says, we will provide jobs for all who are free from prisons as we abolish the 13th Amendment. So the reason why I bring that up is within the 13th Amendment, it says it says that um, the 13th Amendment, of course, the United States uh, Constitution abolished slavery and involuntary servitude except as punishment for a crime. So I'm wondering, and and I, and I may be doing too much, like I may be thinking too much about this. But as he says, we will provide jobs for all who are free from prisons as we abolish the Thirteenth Amendment. Like, what happens if he's, you know, speaking about those in prison and saying that they probably don't need to be in prisons because prisons is a form of slavery? What do you think about that, Pharaoh? I think this is that new liberal bullshit. People don't read dictionaries and want to come up with new dictionaries and want to hibernate things so they can live in their little bullshit-ass worlds. Like, no, there's definitely a difference. You can't get rid of the 13th Amendment because someone like me, who's technically fifth-generation free, like my ancestor, my great-great-grandmother was definitely a slave, does that mean excuse I'm no longer me. a citizen? Oh, excuse me, sorry. Uh, does that mean I'm no longer a citizen, or does that mean like, like what the fuck? That because I'm not. Well, actually, it would be the Fourteenth Amendment that would get rid of your citizenship. <laughs> well, if you get rid of this, oh, so then you would just use slavery as a form of punishment? Well, that's what I'm wondering if he's. Well, we do so. already. Yeah. What do you mean? We already do that. That's what. That's what I'm wondering if that's what. Kanye is trying to get at is saying we should get rid All right, of hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's very clearly define what the 13th Amendment does. The 13th Amendment. Just read, it, read it out loud. Read it out loud. Okay. Somebody. Well, okay. Go ahead and, 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 you know, do your description and then I'll. Oh, I mean, I, no, no, I don't, 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 don't describe it. Beta, but I do know somebody exactly. I'm a history teacher, so I know what it says. It, it, yeah, it just says. Have, somebody pull it up and read it real quick. It says the 13th Amendment to the United States Constitution abolished slavery and involuntary servitude except as punishment for a crime. And it says in Congress, sorry, just was put in Congress, it was passed by the Senate, blah, blah, blah. So that's basically what it is. Uh, uh, the abolished slavery and involuntary servitude except as punishment for a crime. I think that shit's important. I don't think we should be fucking with that. <laughs> I, I think that if your idea is that you don't want prisoners to be used in, in basically involuntary... It's a slippery servitude. slope. You I, know what I'm saying? I think you just have to be clear. 
be very, 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 very clear about what you're saying. Because when you say you want to get rid of the 13th Amendment, what it sounds like and what it means to literally anybody else is that what you want to do is re-enslave people. Because that is the primary focus of that amendment. Um, That's all I heard. It's, it's excluding something. It is this exclusionary cause in there that says that, you know, except for people who well, are And that's prison. what I'm wondering if he's getting So maybe that if at. you want to modify it. So, like, if yeah. you're going to say something, you may be like, so well, I, Because I think... Because I think that has to do with like the prison labor. Like apparently prison labor is that kind of like enslavement thing. You and saw life. You saw life with <laughs> Eddie Murphy. States still want to make their money off making hangers. <laughs> you saw who did everybody see life with Martin Lawrence and uh yeah, yeah. And Eddie Murphy. I mean, that's basically what it was. The chain gang. That's what they call it. The chain gang. Look, I just think you can't put on a MAGA hat and say get rid of the thirteenth amendment and not have people think you want them to be enslaved. Mm. Um it's a, it's a, it's a it's a blatant disregard for context. Yeah. Um Wait, you know, who are we talking about again? Who did this? Kanye that was Kanye in a MAGA hat. Yeah. Uh, like it's uh, a blatant disregard for context, what you're saying there. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like if you are if you if you want to build a context out of it to argue for prison reform, there's a way you can do that. Yeah. You can't say get rid of the thirteenth amendment. It just sounds dumb. But also so like <laughs> so Kay, we've seen we've Well seen, he's yeah, dumb. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Like we've seen where Kanye has had trouble like or I, I mean, I'm wondering if it's really trouble or if this is actually um, you know, uh purposeful, like, you know, statements that he's making like because i even when he said um even when he said um the shit about uh slavery that it was a choice then he just came back and uh, and and uh apologized for it but Kay, do you think that he apologized because of the backlash he was getting for it, or do you think that he really meant it because now he's trying to you know do i want to be a slave <laughs> Kay, what do you think i mean the way i look at it is if you go through his history of public speaking, the nigga is trash at public speaking. Yeah. Like that's what I'm wondering. Like it's just that. Like he never is he all like he's never been able to clearly articulate himself without a beat behind him. And even then he can't actually like I don't know if y'all ever heard Kanye actually freestyle. It's trash. You know what he needs? <laughs> he actually needs fucking Don C and goddamn Malik Youssef right there with him to bounce ideas off of, to put them together so that they come out cohesively. It, when you read this, when you hear the song New Slaves, right? Yeah. It sounds like such a very basic ass song. You'd be like, oh, anybody fucking wrote it, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, but that's the thing. Not anybody just wrote it. Like Kanye, I'm thinking, I'm, I've never been in the studio with this nigga, but I'm thinking this is probably how it works. The nigga comes up with a, he has a sample. It's like, look, this sample fire shit. All right, you producers. Here's the thing. I want this to sound like this kind of like, and he describes an aesthetic in the same way Michael Jackson used to do. Yeah. Right. You describe yeah. an aesthetic that you're going for. And, but Kanye actually picks his sample. So he picks a sample. He says, I'm going for this aesthetic, blah, blah, blah. Help me create this. And then that, you know, the engineers, they help him put it together. Boom. That's that. Mm. Right. And then when it comes to the lyrics, what the, who, do, who sits right there with this nigga Malik and goddamn Don C. They've and, been part of every album he's done with exception where consequence and uh what's the other nigga um the aldermen in chicago yeah uh, fuck rhyme fest when yeah. they used to help him but even then that's still like select songs and that's the thing like i know what i want like you can know what you want to say right like we all have niggas who proofread our shit yeah. he needs somebody to proofread his thoughts because <laughs> he, he has that. ideas he can he cannot he cannot articulate them well because when you when you say slavery is a choice like i kept making jokes about it from the standpoint of like 
um, it was around like when DC was having our uh, primary elections and I kept posting like every time I'd see a, an ad for like a political candidate, I would take a picture of it, put it on my Instagram story and be like, slavery's a choice. And people were like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And I'm like, well, think about it. If you are only going to vote for people who are in these two parties and you say that we have to believe in the two party system because it's the only system we have. Well, that inherently is the problem because the founding fathers didn't make a two party system. They made an open party system and we have re- and we have regressed to a two party system. And we keep talking about, well, you either vote for one or the other when actuality, you yeah. have lots of options. Right. Yeah. So you are. And then these people that you're giving your, the power to are people who don't have your interests at heart. So, again, if you, if you want to guide it back and say like is slavery a choice like i'm not saying my ancestors had a choice what i am saying is currently today niggas are believing and buying into a system that clearly excludes them but they buy into it because they say oh vote or die like you got diddy running around saying this dumb yeah, shit but time, were you yeah. gonna die if you didn't vote nope. no fuck no. that like and did you have to vote for one of the major party candidates no you didn't if we all put our 13 percent behind a candidate would that candidate get the majority and win the presidency of course not could that majority if you go to like a place like la dc new york like where we actually have a strong presence atlanta houston like yeah. where there's hella black people we all decide we're going to go for these candidates who are not part of that two-party system could they win and have considerable influence of course they have but unless you attach that brand name of you know and again black people big on conspicuous consumption because hold on, hold it on, shows hold on, that we know on, things and now I'm going on. down a rabbit hole I'm sorry but yeah hold on hold on I, like I, I hold on hold on stop stop okay so let's let's unpack one thing we live in a democracy and I don't care if this democracy happens a billion years from now or 5,000 years ago and you have the most woke and educated individuals you could possibly find, you have cultural and all the great things, it will eventually slide into political stagnation, political corruption and a tyrant. Every time you're going to get some idiot voted into office. So I think the anger over the two-party system is very misleading because the system is not your problem. Complacency in your people is the problem. The fact that people think not voting is the same as voting or there's even a parallel at all in not participating in a representative government form after you work so hard to even get a say is mind-boggling. That's what the banks want. They want you to be disenfranchised with the system and think that your one vote doesn't count. Trump did not win because of Russians, because Hillary Clinton sucked, because of all that other bullshit. He won because only 39% of voting adults went out to vote. This you also is realize problem. that Trump Hold did up. not win the general Hold election, correct? It doesn't, he no, won based he off does, electoral votes. He, yes, that's so the rules. So Hold so on, it's not stop, even representative stop. government. The, what are you saying? Hold right on, now? Like, Hold on. It, it's always been the electoral college. Obama, Obama was the master of the electoral college. We can't sit here and start downplaying the electoral college because it lost us one election when we didn't run a 50-state plan. Yes, because it's always been the rules. 
If you want to win the election, go out and campaign and bumblefuck and get them to change their vote. But if you're only going to hit major cities, then you never deserve the party. New York and L.A. should not run the entirety of the country. This is a regional-based government because that's fair. Populist-based governments are not fair to any minority, even if the minority is stupid. That's the whole point. Balance in the system, balance of ideas, and balance of lifestyles. But we've gotten into this thing where now we think all the city folk should tell the country folk how to live. The country folk got problems. They can't articulate their problems, and they're not telling you the right things or why they're mad. But the fact that we're just dismissing them as dumb country folk and not looking at the drugs going on, not looking at the fact that they have a lot of fucking diseases popping up. Not looking at the fact that white women are only 35% of birthing age. This is real shit. And then you look at the people they're voting for and you're like, well, I clearly see you got problems, but them not the people to solve your problems. <laughs> Donald this Trump is what's happening. Martin Luther King actually realized this in the late of his life. He didn't die talking to black people. He died talking to poor working white men. That's what really got him assassinated. This is good. See, this is content right here, baby. This is what we need. <laughs> yes, this is exactly why I had Kyle on because I knew he's an historian. Same thing as Pharaoh, but also, you know, his psych the psychology and, and, and everything. But everything kind of just especially with Kanye's kind of wanted to go kind of go around this crab and a crabs in a barrel mentality, so to speak. Like I feel like Kanye is is a part of it. And I kind of want to go into um uh what what uh cat williamson regards like tiffany haddish too because i feel like that is also like this crabs in a barrel mentality not as like all right abolishing or you know abolishing the 13th amendment but kind of still going along the lines of of like we have two famous two famous rich black people why would one say you know say bad or ills about the other like why are we not bigging each other up and saying yeah you do this you do this and whatnot so i um i actually pulled up the um like what what cat williams said and i want to see exactly um what your guys points are but i hate this youtube ad shit that they they're probably like oh if you if you just pay for us we'll be all right Let's see. Let's see what this says. Cat Williams, whether you hate or love him, will go down in comedy history. The veteran comedian will shake things up early this morning during an interview on the Frank and Wanda show on V103 in Atlanta, Georgia. Alongside Red Grant, Williams will start the conversation off by sharing facts about his career and that he's done a total of nine comedy specials, which he says he owns the rights to each one. Now things will quickly shift when Cat began discussing some of today's biggest comedians that include Gerard Carmichael, Little Rel, Kevin Hart, Tiffany Haddish, and Hannibal Barris. Cat will argue that Hollywood is only allowing certain black comedians to shine because of systematic limitations placed on the black community. Because they're going to let you do your special, Gerard Carmichael, but nobody's going to watch it. Mm. They're going to let you be a star, Little Rel, but you're ugly. <laughs> and white people don't believe in ugly stars. They think you have to be somebody that women want to sleep with and men want to be. But because we black, they say, oh, you don't even deserve that. So you get Kevin Hart, Lil Rail, Gerard Carmichael, all in a row, Hannibal Burris, just dudes that no woman would talk to in Lennox Mall, something. let alone you making a movie stars. 
Why? Because you know, ain't nobody gonna sleep with him. You only got Tiffany Haddish. She been doing comedy since she was 16. You can't tell me your favorite Tiffany Haddish joke. Why? Because she ain't done a tour yet. Mm -hmm. She ain't done a special. She has not proven the ability to tell jokes back to back for an hour to nobody. And they are already ready to down Monique and up somebody mm -hmm. who has showed them Girls Trip. Did you think she wrote Girls Trip goofball? So, like, that's just interesting right there. Cause, and this was kind of big just on, like, the Twitter scene or whatever the case is this past week. Um, so, Kay, like, in regards to this crabs in a barrel mentality, does Cat Williams have a crabs in a barrel mentality right now? Or is this just him kind of, you know, trying to get the spotlight? What do you think? Well, I don't think I Cat mean, Williams does a damn thing to do the spotlight. Not at all. He did, he did ask a valid question, though. I've never actually seen a Tiffany Haddish stand-up special. <laughs> I mean, she's got two of them, but honestly, you 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 could save your time and brain cells. Like they're not amazing. Yeah, they're I mean, not good. They're not okay. Again, okay. If it's like Netflix and chill, and you're not sure, if, like you actually want to hit it, like would you turn this on? Like you could, right? It's cuffing season. Like, now, like so. if you, like if you need that, if you need that moment to figure out, like, do I want to fuck this girl? Right? Like I invited her over, she came through, she was with it, but why was she so willing? Hmm, let me analyze this. You know, like yeah, you turn it on for that. Do you turn it on because you have like, oh, I really want to see this special? No, no, you don't. Um, and and the thing about it is like. Cat Williams doesn't, he doesn't, he has never been the person, like, I'm going to do something for attention, mm. right? Things, he's he's one of the motherfuckers, what Lil Wayne say, like, I never wanted attention, but like, or whatever, attention paid me, some dumb shit. I never paid attention, but attention paid me. Like, yeah, that's, yeah. that's Cat Williams. Like, he's, he gets in trouble, but he gets in trouble doing, like, just shit that niggas do. Like, like, when he was on Atlanta, that was the perfect role for him to play, Alligator Man, the because he won the that's Emmy. a... That like you could actually see Cat Williams like like locking his girlfriend in a fucking closet, <laughs> owning an alligator, telling like owning a gold true. gun, telling niggas that like they ain't shit, and then and then they'd be like and then at the and then right before the cops come and be like, uh wait, don't be like me though, cause I just realized in this moment of sobriety, I fucked up. Hold on, let me get high again, and now I gotta get the fuck. Like yeah. that's Cat Williams in a nutshell. Mm. Um that's not what you like yeah. he's so I would have to so being up. so him being like I don't fuck with these people because like you gave Cat Williams a platform to be on the radio like yeah. you knew that you were gonna get some why, like some out of pocket shit That's and it true. wasn't even like what he's saying isn't isn't invalid because it's not but at the same time he's also gonna tell it the same way Cat Williams would tell it if Cat Williams got on there was like you know what there are some unproven comedians. And, you know, Hollywood has a certain trope that they want to perpetuate. The moment Cat Williams says Hollywood has a trope that they want to perpetuate, people are like, who the fuck is this? This isn't the nigga with the perm from Friday After Next that I want to hear. Yeah. No, Cat Williams has to, like, actually throw people under the bus to make his point because then that's what gets Cat Williams into these appearances. Mm. And that's what then gets Cat Williams on to the nomenclature of people understanding. And then you get, yes, someone like Kevin Hart responding and all this shit and yeah. to make because a lot of you honestly when you think about all this is just part of controlling a narrative also also like public, the, com you know? the comedians have a tendency to joke with each other like i don't think they're probably taking this 
as seriously as all of us are taking this. Because there was a picture with Tiffany Haddish and Kevin Hart chilling and laughing and back and forth you mean after Kat? this. You mean Cat? I mean, I mean Cat Williams. So you gotta remember that they're all friends. Yeah, he did. Yeah, they're all that. All those comedians are friends, and we're probably blowing this up more than they're blowing this up behind the scenes. So we could be, and it helps them. all of them because it keeps their names in a, in a world where you have to have your name trending. Yeah, this allows you to keep your name trending and to keep your relevance. Like. Again, Tiffany Haddish is everywhere. She's essentially overexposed. Like, if this was 10 years ago, we'd be like, yo, this bitch is overexposed. We're tired of her. Mm. But because in the world of Twitter and Instagram and hashtags and micro news, this actually helps her. You are just the media like person. it helps Kevin Hart. Yeah. Just like it helps Cat Williams. It's it's all a product of the machine. Like, like, next, like let, we're not going to be surprised if we see Cat Williams, you know, in another fucking special or Cat Williams in another movie or so, Cat Williams doing what so the fuck could, ever they could to be make really him money. Smart. They could be doing some really smart shit they that could we be. are. I mean, I think if you look at Cat Williams and you're saying that he's just doing this, I mean, there were a couple of points I, I, I thought were odd. So, like, when you say that, you know, Cat Williams doesn't seek attention, he, he's a comedian. So, being a comedian, you have to seek attention in order to make money. Mm. It's not that he's just walking around and people are following him with cameras and being like, ha, 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 you're very funny. Um, other things, he just made up a bunch of stuff throughout that interview. So, he made up the amount of tickets he sold. Heard, he made up the amount of money he made. I heard he that's, like, about ridiculous about um how many college yeah thing, um comedy specials he had the person she married i mean mm -hmm. all this stuff is blatant lies yeah um so when you kind of look at he's also a drug addict so you know they, they do lie they do lie yeah so i mean i like i think like you you can take it uh, however you want to take it but i feel like for somebody like him what he was trying to do was he was trying to get his name back in the ethos because his name was not there nobody was thinking about cat williams until he made this special yeah i mean even if you look at the atlanta thing what he won for was he won for donald glover's show show it's yeah. not like he came up there and did like some comedy shit mm. like donald glover wrote a part and he played that part yeah and he gets an emmy for it mm. anybody who was on that show got an emmy so mm. like it's not you know i think that you have to kind of look at this in that context yeah. that what he's trying to do is trying did to get cat, his did, did do any of you know did cat williams specifically win or was it the atlanta like cast that the one. episode yeah, the, the episode, episode one. one. Oh, so he so oh, the episode okay. so cat williams got one for supporting actor in that episode oh. and steven glover not donald got one for writing that episode yeah so people got okay so like, it wasn't it's, yeah it's atlanta right. won a emmy and he was in you and know, he like, was in it it's like if you yeah like, and atlanta Microsoft. keeps winning awards too <laughs> as a series hero wins awards for being a director donald wins them for being a director they won for that weird ass episode with the dude in white face it was, That's just I, crazy, yeah i mean i like atlanta i really do yeah, I'm, I'm really uh i'm really digging it and then um, I just wanted to really quickly talk, I mean, not too much about Bill Cosby, but I actually, I, well, actually, no, I think that you guys are the perfect guys I want. So with Bill Cosby being sentenced three to 10 years, Pharaoh, what do you think about this? Like everything, whatever, like, what do you think about, about, Bill I Cosby? mean, look, 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 as far as a legal issue, he deserves to go to jail. That's, that's kind of right. If we're attaching this to the Me Too movement, then I'll tell you what I told my other Me Too movement friends. If all your movement does is get white guys fired and send black guys there, you're no different than the police telling me that everyone commits the crime equally, but punishing one group more harshly than the other. So you're going to have to get out there and lock up some more guys or you're, it's just a one-sided thing right now. So, Okay, what do you think? 
Oh, I, oh, I, I don't. I just, I want them <laughs> to keep a different. <laughs> I just want them to keep a different world on TV. That show influenced me to go that, to college. Well, that the fact that my dad went to an HBCU and the fact that I watched that show made me want to go to one. I just like a different world. Like, I just feel like they could redact his name out of it, and that'd be that. I mean, the fuck, like the nigga raped, like he. He not only raped and drugged women, he wrote jokes and performed those those things are on his comedy albums. Like about him like intoxicating women enough so that they were essentially like not Shit, able I to, to respond. Back. I need to go back and watch yeah, this. Yeah, like he like his one of his most famous jokes is the Spanish flag joke where he oh. talks about like slipping shit into women's drinks. Oh, wow. And he talks like he he acts like it's like he he puts it in the context of like you're convincing women to have sex with you in a very Bill Cosby way, like. But it's but it like when you really look at it and then in it's context of all the shit that's come out, you're like, oh shit! Like those niggas been raping and drugging women like forever, and he told us about it, and people laughed at it. Like they, Did you like, see his Larry King special? There's a Larry King special where him and Larry King are literally talking about this for about twenty five minutes, what? live, prime time. Like from maybe 15, 15, 16 years ago. Mm. Like so, talking about slipping stuff in girls' drinks. It makes him a little loose, just some right. That's how you know she's ready. Like this is an on air conversation. But that's just showed last, you. Yeah, but yeah, and his last special about, too. He had a whole thing about it. Like he had a, his last comedy special he did, I think it was like 99. He had a whole thing about um like he was upset that like they don't make quaaludes anymore. And you're like, the fuck, Bill Cosby's talking about quaaludes? Like you're the guy who told Eddie Murphy that he can't be doing all these dirty jokes. And it's like, Man, you talking about quaaludes. <laughs> so yeah. I'm just saying, like, Bill Cosby's a wild dude. He deserves to be in jail. And I agree with Pharaoh's sentiments. Like, I don't want to just keep seeing black dudes locked up. I mean, here's the thing. If if not everybody's going to jail, then I'm gonna say no one should be going to jail for this. So, but yeah, I guess you can't that, fire yeah. Bill Cosby. Yeah, that was my that was my that was my thing in the beginning. Like for the most part, it's like because DL Hughley had when justice, like J U S T I C, means just us. Like it just just as you guys, you know, just as your guys' sentiments too. I'm wondering, like, it's Bill Cosby. Was Bill Cosby like? Do you guys think, or SI, do you think that this is kind of like chronological order, like Bill Cosby was found out first, and then, or I, I don't know if it was like, you know, was it Bill Cosby, then Harvey Weinstein, then the other ones? Or? Yeah, yeah, I think that when you, you look at this, you have to look at two different things. First of all, Bill Cosby wasn't accused actually during the Me Too movement. He was accused a lot before that. Mm. The Me Too me movement came after that. And also, you have to think about what a movement is and what political power is. So, Me Too doesn't really have any political power. They can put apply social pressure yeah. to people and that social pressure in this day and age it, is huge it, it's huge in yeah. a way but you have to convince Hold people on, I, in I remember that I remember that a little differently I feel like Bill Cosby is the hashtag me too because so many women started coming out at one point that it was like oh shit remember it was like I one was then a few yeah. then, it, then it was like then it was like 25 women for Bill Cosby and then you got hashtag me too and because of me too the other stories came out like harvey weinstein came out because of the me too but the me too started from bill cosby's accusers well the growth of it you've been paying out hush money since the 70s though like the thing is like clearly cosby ran out of hush money or just stopped paying that shit Bill Cosby has three illegitimate children from fucking rape. Like, 
Who, you what's got, his like, wife's when you, name again? When you really put that in context, like, this shit's wild, son. Like, yeah, nigga, I mean, like Bill like, Cosby deserved to go to jail. Like, when you look I at it, I think we should separate Bill Cosby and Me Too. Like, <laughs> it's, it's not. No, 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 no. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that the Me Too explosion happens because of Bill Cosby's accusers. Because so many. Remember, there was a point where, like, every day there was a new accuser, and it was like, yo, so much shit happens, we forget. This shit really just happened half a year ago. But, like, people nah. are like, oh, my God, there's another accuser every other day. Me too. Hashtag me too. Yeah, no. First no, time was... I heard about, I heard about a Bill Cosby sexual assault accuser, like, that I, that I can constantly remember was, was it, like, 2009? I was still in undergrad, and they were talking. Like, I'm not Bill saying, Cosby no, I'm not saying that's concept. not connected. I'm saying I'm... the hashtag growth is attached to the rolling accusations. That comedian brought up the accusation you did. Hannibal something or Hannibal some Burris. shit. The like Hannibal weird looking yeah, one. Yeah. Yes, Burris. that's what happened. A clip from his show went viral about two years ago. And this Me Too, the whole Bill, Clinton, uh, Clinton, Bill Cosby thing just started rolling out. All yeah, because of that one little Farrell, comedy video. Farrell, we all forget it was so, yeah. So, I mean, I think we're kind of saying the same thing because his accusers came out, they accused him, and then maybe out of that sprung the Me Too movement because there were so many and people started coming out. But that still makes his accusation happen before Harvey the, the Me Too movement. Yeah. Um, and all I was really trying to say is that even though that this Me Too movement is strong and they could apply social pressure, they are not responsible for the people who go to jail. The people who send people to jail are the white male social structure that they're the political and you know social power that are able to sentence people. So I don't blame them for the fact that only Bill Cosby has gone to jail. But I do think that it is you, you need to start sending more famous white people to jail just because there have yeah. been other white people. So, for instance, um, um, Larry Nasser, mm. you know, the guy at, um, yeah. you know, Michigan mm -hmm. State, he, Michigan he State. went to jail. Like, it's not like He's only black jail, people yeah. have gone to jail. It's just that not that level, like the, the Weinsteins and the, the Matt Lauras and all those kind of people have gone to jail. And they still but what about like Brock Turner? You feel me? That yeah. motherfucker got, what was it, 18 months probation. And he got out and like fucking raping months. a bitch. And yeah. he was just like, he was like, oh, I'm like, don't send me to jail. This will mess up my swimming scholarship. And the judge yeah. was like, you're yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah, but it wasn't, like a me, it wasn't like a Me Too judge did that it wasn't like the me too movement was like oh no yeah, let, right. like brock turner out like it was a white male judge who probably doesn't yeah. think about me too yeah you're right so i just right. think you have to think about who's in political power in order to kind of execute this this movement oh this is dope y'all i mean i i know this is going to be a long podcast but i do like it that was a lot of content and and k we about to have you back on so but before we go actually we usually have so we actually coined these terms we need to trademark this shit so <laughs> the we feels. coined these terms i either send somebody to the grape fields, right? So basically somebody, like anybody that you think that, uh, not, how do we want to like categorize it? It's like anybody who's just like trash in life, <laughs> basically. Yeah. Anybody who's trash in life, you can send to the grape fields or we do a gold star point um, and, you know, uh, and that will be, you know, for somebody who you want to big up, like, you know, any situation, any person, whatever the case may be. So, um, but I don't know. Fair. I'm gonna. I want to go with you first. Do you are. Uh, do you have a gold star point? Or are you sending somebody to the grape fields? Uh, I have a gold star point. All right. My gold star point is be positive. Uh, one of the things I'm realizing lately from just uh, a restudying of my human history 
in uh, modern day affairs is that we have so much tendency to focus on negative things because it's more interesting and more te uh, tantalizing that we don't actually realize that we're living in the greatest time of human beings like ever. Uh, and we're really bitching and moaning about these stupid things that we can only bitch and moan about because we have no more natural predators and there's no more really bad diseases wiping us all out like we're literally living the best of our bougiest lives <laughs> as humans right now that we're so bougie all we can do is complain about all the bad things and we're missing out all the great things so i would just stay be positive and stay positive and learn to turn away from the negative people and see some of the good things people are doing Mm, go ahead. Uh, so, Kay, I'm going to go with you now. Do you do you have do you have by any chance a gold star point? Or are you sending anybody to the great fields? I'd like to send everyone who drives po like police car type vehicles to the great fields. <laughs> I feel you because when you're driving, you're as, like, a, oh, as fuck. a black man, as a black man in America, like the fact that like they're. Chevy Impalas and Ford Explorers that just roll up stupid fast behind me on highways. And then I have to tense up because, you know, we usually we lose everybody. our lives behind police yes. cruisers. Yeah. And it's just the simple fact that you were an asshole who walked into a dealership and decided, Hey, you know, it'd be really cool. I want my car to essentially be the civilian version of a cop and car. Tinted like, out like black on black, everything. <laughs> Nah, like I'm not talking about the dope boys, like because you can tell the difference between like a dope boy Crown Vic, yeah. but they're like people who drive like stock fucking vehicles yeah, that know. look like police cars. Fuck them and everything they stand for. They can go to the great Yo, there, fields. There are some people, there are some that. people who actually get who go to like the junkyards and shit and get the the old like the literally the old police cruisers. Like those are even like taxi cabs. I don't know if you guys seen them, yeah, but the even taxi cabs have like the same fucking, you know, either, you know, uh Chevy Impala, whatever it may be, and they even have the light, like the searchlight still on the fucking Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, them damn. Shit. All right, we sending them to the great fields. S thought I'm gonna go with you now. Um, if I was gonna send somebody to the great fields, it would just be liberals. Um, I was in a conversation with somebody a, a couple of weeks ago, and I made the statement that everybody's opinion is important as long as it's logical and it has um, context to it. I agree. And they laughed at me because mm -hmm. what I was saying was that you can't specify only people who represent a certain demographic matter. So a lot of times you hear liberals say something like only black women's vo voices matter, mm -hmm. only black voices matter, or only whatever matters in this specific context. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's a very illiberal way to think. What you're doing is you're excluding a group based on their demographics, whether they are black, they are white, whether they're male or they're mm -hmm. female. Um, and I feel like that is a, a terrible way to think about things. It works when you are the oppressed minority and you are fighting against the majority but those are the same ideas that they use to silence your voice mm. they said that only white male landowners matter when they're talking about government that's what they were saying mm. and you're saying essentially the same thing in different contexts so i think that liberals need to rediscover liberalism rediscover the ideas that really kind of brought that forth and really kind of gave us the freedoms that we have mm. um so if i'm sending anybody it's modern day liberals because i feel like they have lost their their minds or lost I mean, we, their, have, their their path toward we have I'll, I'll put myself in that i'll definitely agree we definitely have welcome to the light my brother <laughs> welcome to the light. um i'm actually this was um 
while, while we were gone, um, I'm going to send that uh, police chief, uh, police officer, that uh, white police officer, Amanda Geyer, um, the Dallas, uh, Dallas, she is on the Dallas Police Department, That um, the one where she went into that guy's house and, and um, that black man. And murdered him. And, and murdered, murdered him. him. Yep, and murdered him. 26 years old, uh, Botham Jeans. Um, so I'm going to send her to the great field. She has, just an update, so she has been fired from uh, the Dallas um, Police Department. Uh, interestingly enough, the uh, police chief, uh, you know, first try to come out and say, oh, um, you know, we don't fire like something to the to the liking of like they don't fire police officers in this particular during an investigation. But apparently that was false. Uh, and I'm glad that and she was a black and it's it's one. She's a female and she's a black woman. So that's interesting that that whole, you know, scenario and conversation even in Kate uh, was brought up. But she has been fired. Um, nothing I have has been like set in regards from my understanding of sentence or any sort of like trial or anything of that nature so we're gonna see exactly what happens but i mean george zimmerman is still alive so um you can take take that with however you want to take it but like jay said y'all <laughs> killed x and let zimmerman live there you Sweets go is done mm, there you go um came at it go ahead brother one more time uh give the give the people your socials your handles and all that good stuff um, so if you want to stay up to date with what we're doing, our website is kmatikc.com. Um, again, that's kmatikc.com. If you want to look at, I guess, some of our more ex extensive projects, you can go on YouTube and look up Black in China. Um, the channels like that's our most famous project, if you will. It's uh, youtube.com backslash C backslash black in China one. You'll find all of that stuff. Also, I guess you could just search for it and you might find it as well, or you'll find a bunch of other stuff, but you know, um, hopefully you find our thing. And, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I'll keep making stuff for the people as long as the people need resources to amalgamate themselves with what's actually happening with our culture there you go so. we're gonna have we're definitely gonna have you back on brother because uh i know that this was i actually like this entire conversation that we had great content great discussion uh and we're definitely gonna have it again so as we say here at the get up podcast what do we usually say boom, boom. God damn, it's a new day.